What's happening, guys? Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And just giving you our Week 2 Reaction Podcast coming up here. It's brought to you by BetNow.eu. Use the promo code HEARTLAND for a 100% sign-up bonus. Be sure to check them out. We're placing our Big 12 bets there as well. So enjoy the recap podcast. And, of course, we'll have more coming up this week right here on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Hey there, guys. It's Pete Mundo of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Thanks so much for being a part of the show and for joining us. Let's recap week two in the Big 12 Conference and start off with the game that I was at. We did a tailgate at the Kansas State game. And before we get to the story there, we're brought to you by BetNow.eu. Check it out. We're using these guys to place our Big 12 bets. Promo code HEARTLAND for a 100% sign-up bonus. We're using them. The picks went 5-2 and two this past week, I believe it was. So a good week, too, for us. Appreciate you guys joining us and hopefully supporting them, which in turn does support us from the grassroots level. So thank you. All right, let's dive into this. K-State, the tailgate was fun. I appreciate a lot of you guys stopping by and showing up and, and saying that you're enjoying the site. We gave away a ton of koozies, so it was a great time. And um, we set up there in the east lot, had the banner going, the banner over my shoulder, had uh, some drinks, some beers for everybody involved. So uh, we will let you know on any future tailgates we're going to be doing moving forward. We are going to do West Virginia and Texas in November in Austin, and I'm going to try to squeeze in a couple others as well. So we'll keep you posted on that. But the K-State game itself, K-State's a mess right now. This is by far one of the most disappointing teams in the Big 12 through two weeks. There's a reason that I liked Mississippi State in this game because Mississippi State has a fantastic, absolutely fantastic offensive line, or defensive line. Montez Sweat, Jeffrey Simmons are the real deal. And Kansas State last week, which was supposed to have a good offensive line, struggled against South Dakota. They were getting pushed around by South Dakota's defensive line. I mean, that's embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. So I didn't think Mississippi State's defensive line was going to have any trouble against this K-State offensive line, and it didn't. And on top of that, the quarterback play is just, it's not good right now. It's not good. And you have Skylar Thompson and Alex Delton, and they both are struggling mightily. You want to say it's the line's fault? It might partially be. But that does not change the fact that this team is inept on the offensive side of the ball right now. They've scored six points in the first half of their two games combined, and they can't get anything going. They can't, and the defense is not a traditional Kansas State Bill Snyder defense. It's not. So it's disappointing to see this team where it is. I was hoping it'd be better, but it's, it's simply not right now. It, it's not better, and it does not look very good at all. Let's go on down the line from there, though. Let's go to Baylor. Uh, that UTSA win looked better on paper than it was, and there are still concerns on the defensive side of the ball. But in the end, you look at Baylor, you say, Matt Rule right now has won twice as many games as last year. He could be 3-0 if he beats Duke this weekend going into the Big 12 play. And that has to have Baylor fans excited, happy, and content. Let's just be honest, and let's call it how it is for Baylor. You're building something. It's a progression, and you got to be happy. Hey, how about the Kansas Jayhawks? The Kansas Jayhawks pick up a nice victory, a road win, first time in 46 games. First time since 2009, September 12th of 2009, KU wins a game against Central Michigan. And I'm going to pair Kansas with Texas Tech right now. Two teams, two coaches in David Beatty and in Cliff Kingsbury that are both squarely on the hot seat. They are. We all know it. And they both did what they had to do yesterday in getting massive wins. 
they had no choice, especially David Beatty. I would have argued that David Beatty, you could have said, uh, leave the guy in the tarmac at Central Michigan if he lost that game yesterday. Because I argued last week he should have been fired just because it's time to move on. But he still got the job, and he got a win, and he snapped that road losing streak. So kudos to him. It doesn't change the fact that I don't think he's the guy for this team or for this program. I don't know who is. I mean, at this point, it's a very difficult job. But I sure as hell know you can't continue with David Beatty. You just can't do it. But they got the win. Power to them. Now it's time for Rutgers. Iowa State is um, a real concern right now, especially what they have going on on offense. The offensive line got eaten alive by Iowa. It was ugly. And the fact that the defense is so good, and I thought they would be the best defense in the Big 12. They're damn good. But let's be honest. The offense stinks, and it's not just because Kyle Kempf was taken out of that game. It's not. It's got a lot more to do with the fact that the offensive line can't get itself going. It just can't. It's, it's struggling far more than I thought it would with some of the guys that they had coming back. I know players like Jake Campos are gone, but you still have a lot of good players there, Julian Good-Jones and, and whatnot. So I, I'm disappointed right now. This team puts three points on the board in its opening drive – can't put a single point on the board the rest of the game. It's, it's bad right now for that Iowa State offense. And who knows what's going on with Kyle Kemp. Zeb Nolan did not look great in relief. But you should be concerned right now with this offense as an Iowa State fan. I, I, I would be and I am very concerned. 19 rushing yards on 25 carries, it's just it's unacceptable. It's totally unacceptable. And if this team wants to compete near the top of the Big 12, that's got to get fixed ASAP. It just does. Now, let's continue here and let's chat about Oklahoma. I, this, this Oklahoma team is the real deal. I mean, there's no other way to put it. These guys are unbelievable, not just in offense anymore, but on defense too. I mean, they are uh, finally – they got the players that Mike Stoops has been looking for on that side of the ball in the secondary, in the linebacker position – uh, Kenneth Murray just keeps getting better. He's a very special player, and there's so much to like about what this OU team is doing. This defense, the past three years, Baker Mayfield might have his national championship that eluded him at OU. I, I feel really strongly about that. And the Big 12 in general, when you look at it, it's becoming OU, maybe West Virginia, maybe TCU, and then it's everybody else. That's what it's looking like right now. It is. I'm sorry, it is. From there, you go to Oklahoma State. Taylor Cornelius, I don't know if he's the guy. Part of me thinks what's going on here is that Taylor Cornelius is a placeholder because Drew Brown, the Hawaii transfer, and um, Spencer Sanders, the true freshman, they do not uh, grasp the playbook yet like Taylor Cornelius does playing and or sitting on the bench for the past three, four years behind Mason Rudolph. So there are reasons to be concerned about Taylor Cornelius at, at, at quarterback. There are. You know, we had the interception in the touch in the end zone yesterday. That was not a good look at all. You can't be doing that against better competition than South Alabama. So I would just watch to see what Gundy does there because I'm not convinced that come, you know, middle of October that Taylor Cornelius is still the guy at quarterback. I'm just – I'm not convinced of that at all. Let me go to Texas because Texas is a mess. 
it's an absolute mess. And Tom Herman sitting there and telling you and telling me and telling all of us that the reason his team is not playing great right now is because they are, what's the word he used? They're tight. They're tight because they want to play so well. What does that mean? Everybody wants to play well. Don't tell me that your guys are, are struggling because they're tighter than everybody else because they want to win more than anybody else. What does that mean? It's the lamest excuse. And then he's saying, well, we're young on defense. You're not young on defense. You got, what, eight starters that are juniors and seniors on defense. Stop telling me you're young on defense. I want Texas to be good. But I'm sorry. I, I, these press conferences from Tom Herman after the game, they get more and more frustrating by the week. They do. At the same time, Texas has a propensity for playing up or down to competition, so I wonder what happens with USC coming to town. I don't know what the over-under is on that game. It's probably like seven points because neither offense is very good. I'd still probably take the under at seven. It's going to be like a, it's going to be a, a 4-3 game. Or seven and a half over-under. It's going to be a 4-3 game, two safeties for the winner, a field goal for the loser. That's what's going to happen there. TCU was in a tough spot on Friday. First off, it's a Friday night game. Secondly, you have that huge weather delay. Thirdly, it's a rival. Fourthly, you have a team that could be looking ahead to Ohio State next week. SMU's up 9-0 at one point. A little nervous if you're a Horn Frogs fan. But Gary Patterson settles his guys down, gets the big kick return, and TCU takes care of business, wins that game bigly, won it bigly. So Gary Patterson, TCU, uh, there's a lot riding on that TCU-Ohio State game next week because – the Big 12 needs to prove that someone other than Oklahoma is able to compete against the top teams in the country. It's that the conference needs it desperately. So you need West Virginia to play NC State and get a win, although the hurricane's coming down there, so keep an eye on that. And you need um, – you, you don't need TCU to beat Ohio State, but a win would be fantastic and keeping it close would be, would be good. Uh, that desperately needed right now for this conference. Uh, I mentioned Texas Tech earlier, doing Cliff Kingsbury, doing what he had to do, just beating the hell out of Lamar because that program's not very good. Um, 77 nothing's a big win. You expected a big win, but at least it gets the monkey off his back for a little bit because it was never even uh, close, not the first quarter, not the first half. He did what he had to do. And West Virginia against Youngstown State. You know, it's a Mountaineers team that I think is going to be in the Big 12 championship game against Oklahoma. And they beat up Tennessee, a bad SEC team. They beat up Youngstown State. Now they go play a very good NC State team. But once again, the weather could be messing that thing up. So keep an eye on how that works. Watch the weather forecast throughout the week. The game could be canceled due to this Hurricane Florence. And we'll be keeping an eye on that. But appreciate you guys joining us. Please do subscribe to our YouTube page. Share this with friends, family, everybody else. We've got a lot more coming on YouTube. We appreciate you. Appreciate you joining us. And we'll talk to you soon. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com, our Big 12 site. Be sure to go check it out. Tell your friends. Tell your family. It's a good time. And we will chat with you guys soon.